The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus this is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is Alex Smith of the Ice Guys. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at AXSmithSports. Okay, Alex, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's action. We've got the Maple Leafs taking on the Panthers and an opportunity for Florida to close out this series. However, Toronto is a slight favorite on the money line. I know that we know that the Maple Leafs are cursed. This is a scientific fact, but it also (laughs) feels hard to believe that with the great offense and the incredible forwards that Toronto has, that they could at least squeak one by, right? Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, we haven't seen uh, Mitch Marner with a telescope uh, this series. I mean, you know, Austin Matthews has been awfully quiet. When you have this so much money tied into uh, a, crew, a core group of four guys, and you know, three of them have just been kind of absent here or there for for the series after winning your first uh, first round series in over twenty years, it, it's just uh, a humongous disappointment. The Leafs are going to have some questions to ask themselves because I don't see them getting out of this series. Obviously, I, I think it ends tonight. I took Florida plus one hundred five, but also took a small shot in case they do show some life and and fight here in this game three. I took a shot for the series to end uh, Florida four one at plus three twenty five, but uh, I just don't see the body language of the Leafs in game three. You know, it, it seems like they checked out. You know, in that overtime, they took three icing calls early in overtime. When you're supposed to have a ton of energy, uh, you know, knowing that you could change the tide of the series, they just did not have it and got dusted in uh, in that fashion 3-2. So 
I don't see where the Leafs are going to come out with much fight, honestly, in this game. But like I said, did, did bet a little bit of an insurance policy on it, but I think the season's over for Toronto. Wow. All right. Uh, also tonight, we've got uh, Vegas and Edmonton. The Also tonight, wh- what do you think about uh, Vegas, Edmonton, the Oilers, the big favorite, the total at seven? Yeah, it, it's funny because I was just doing another show and people were talking about how this might be a little bit of a low-scoring game. I, I would beg to differ on that. This was going to go right back to the pace we saw early in the series. You know, it's hard to keep Edmonton off the board. Uh, multiple times, uh, keep them, you know, down to just two or less, fewer goals in a game. And then when they come back, they usually come back in a big way. But Vegas is not going to go away quietly. Uh, and this has been a fun competitive series. It's been a, you know, the, the kind of playoff hockey that we love to see real gritty. You know, you saw battles back and forth. You, know, you saw Vander Kane and Colazar getting into that fight. This has been just a, a ton of fun to watch. And I'm actually sprinkling a, a shot with the regulation draw at plus 375. We haven't seen a lot of overtime so far in the mm-hmm. second round. We've only had two of them. We had Seattle, Dallas game one, and then we had that Leafs. Uh, Florida game three goes OT. I think we might see OT here, but I think it might be a higher scoring event. Uh, so I would lean toward the over six and a half, and I would go with that regulation draw. There's some sevens out there, too, at plus money. Would you be interested in that? And also, if you think this is going to be a higher scoring affair, who's scoring some goals, or what props might you be looking at in this matchup? And that's the thing. It's so hard with Edmonton to try to get player props because everything's so juiced to the gills, especially on yeah. the power play points. You know, you're able to get, you know, good value in game one and game two. And now you're talking about laying $2 for McDavid to get, you know, over a half, uh, you know, point in the power play. So, I mean, if you can find a way to, you know, your book all, all for the same game parlays, you can combine some of those players to knock those prices down. This is probably the only time I'd ever recommend parlaying players together, but that, that's the only way you're going to find value out of it. Um, if you've seen sevens, me personally, I'd probably wait and, and jump in with a live over. I'd wait for that, you know, maybe a scoreless couple of minutes, and you're playing with fire with this, these two teams uh, asking for a scoreless two or three minutes to start the game, but I, that's the way I would look at that. I think seven, obviously you need to go over seven, but if you're you know, betting over seven, you need to go eight. That's a little bit dicier. I would probably try to wait and, and grab a better price live. Uh, like I said, I feel more comfortable with the draw than anything else, especially when you start like, talking at seven and seven and a half range. Last night, Carolina hung six on the Devils. Carolina now leads that series three games to one. Does that series end tomorrow night? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, New Jersey's goaltending issues are just completely folding them under, right? You know, you saw a Schmidt come in uh, and save the day and beat the Rangers, but then all of a sudden he regressed to his normal form. Vitek Vanacek looked average, and now he's regressed to an even lower form. Uh, you know, and now that, you know, rumblings of they start Mackenzie Blackwood, who looked awful all season long. So if you have three goalies, you have none, and that's where New Jersey stands right now. Carolina, the way that they had struggled kind of late heading into the playoffs was a bit worrisome, but now they seem to found their footing and their form. They have goaltending questions of their own, but I think their offense and their just general overall style of play can carry them, especially at home. I think they should be able to take care of business tomorrow. And they're now the cup favorite. What do you think about that? Uh, most recently, uh, that's been, that seems to be changing. Obviously, a big reason because they got their third win in the series, and, and we all see what's coming here. But there's a, there's a bit of a gap because you can get Carolina plus 275, and then the second favorite is uh, the Panthers at plus 400. But what do you think about that move uh, with the Canes? 
I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah, they're the best team left in the East. Uh, Toronto's going to yeah. be going golfing in about you know twenty four to thirty six hours, and uh, so will New Jersey. You know, further <laughs> than that, and so you got Carolina, you got Carolina, and Florida playing, and and you know if you like Carolina to beat Florida in that series, you might as well bet Carolina to win the East now because you'll be laying a price uh, if the, when those two teams do match up more, most likely. So uh, that's a decent price, and then. I'm sure the logic of that, too, is if you look on the, the flip side, the West, they're beating the crap out of each other. Seattle, Dallas, Vegas, Vegas, Edmonton, all tight series. So you think Carolina can, you know, go ahead, win this series, maybe make short work of Florida, and they'll have time to rest while uh, these four teams in the West kind of beat each other up over the next couple of weeks. So it makes sense that they're the odds-on favorite now. Uh, where is their value? Where might you be looking for Con Smythe? That's interesting because, you know, I grabbed a, a 10 to 1 with uh, Leon Dreisaitl, knowing that that was going to plummet, and I got it at the right time, right before the game, he scored four goals. So now you'll get him hit plus 550, plus 600. But uh, I would take a shot with Rupe Hintz. I'm seeing 15 to 1 at Ben MGM. Uh, had a great game last night. He was part of the reason why they were, Dallas was able to win uh, and get back over uh, after that uh, horrible game three that they had. And, you know, I've already had Jake Ottinger and Jason Robertson in the pocket. JR has been. Uh, invisible most of this postseason, so that one's kind of out of the question. Jake Ottinger, of course, being a goaltender is always live. You know, however far any team goes, you can always take a shot with the goalie at this point. Uh, Maybe a little tougher for Carolina because we don't know who their starting goalie is going to be moving forward necessarily. Uh, but with Dallas, that, that's those are the two shots I would take. Of course, Ottinger, if you don't have it already, but definitely a, a Rupe Hintz shot at 14-1, 15-1 would be worth sprinkling on. Yeah, Rupe Hintz, uh, like that one a lot, because uh, definitely he's been a big reason why the Stars are where they are right now. Uh, that series uh, with the Krakens tied at two games apiece. Game five is tomorrow night uh, in Dallas. Stars are minus 190 favorites on the money line. How do you see that game playing out? I think it's going to be a tight game. I mean, I, I've been calling this series uh, to a T. I, I loved Dallas, Dallas, Seattle in game three, got that, grabbed the Stars in, in game four and had that. So, I don't know, you know, I kind of write a script in my head whenever I look at a series of how I think it's going to go, and I honestly thought that the series was going to go six games, and I thought game five would go into overtime. I'm looking at plus 375 on the draw right now, and that's something I might sprinkle on, but uh, probably going to be leaning more towards the over here, looking at six, uh, at even money or up to $1.10. I could see where this would probably be more of that high-scoring pace that we saw earlier in the series. Uh, especially with Dallas coming back home. So I think Dallas gets the job done. Like I said, I, I, I felt comfortable about Dallas and six going into it. I still feel comfortable with that. Uh, but I would be a little reluctant to stay away from that three-way uh, line on Dallas, laying a dollar thirty. If you like Dallas, maybe try to find a more creative way. But I wouldn't be shocked to see OT in this one. All right, Stanley Cup playoffs are a little interesting, but let's get to the big news, why, why you came. Because we uh, joked about it last week, about watching the draft lottery on Monday night and saying how the Blackhawks are going to win. And, well, what happened? The Blackhawks won. NHL gets their way. Uh, so let, let's talk about that a little bit. How big is this? Because if you are looking to bet the NHL draft, it is such a lock that Bedard is going number one that the bet's not available. You can bet a number two. You can bet a number three. Uh, even in the NBA, Wembenyana, there's a number on that. There is not a number on Bedard. How big is that, and um, were you part of the $5.2 million in season ticket revenue that came in twelve in the 12 hours after the Blackhawks won the draft lottery? 
I unfortunately was not part of that group. Uh, you, you know, and it's funny because I'm here in Chicago now. I just flew in uh, yesterday. So the day after the, the, the pick was announced, and uh, people can see my reaction. If you follow me on AX Smith Sports, I'll, I'll retweet it. My reaction to that was, uh, I, I, I'm a Hawks fan, so you know, it, was a, it was a big moment for me and, and every other Hawks fan, and, and it's huge for this franchise, right? With all the changes that have gone on, losing your cornerstone pieces in Kane and Taves, uh, all the off-the-ice issues for years, and now to rebuild fresh, and you have a piece to rebuild in a generational talent uh, like a Connor Bedard, uh, it's huge. Now, obviously, you know, it's not, you know, you can't win with one player. You have to build, you know, they, they have a ton of other picks in the draft, and Kyle Davidson's going to have to do a good job to, to build with those other core pieces uh, and, and make them gel with the draft picks he made last year. We have another big draft coming the season after. So, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day, and this Hawks rebuild is not going to take just one season. It's, it's going to be a while. It's a process, and, and we're trusting in it. It's not, it's not the 76ers trust the process. This is the Blackhawks trust the process. And I think it's going to go smoothly, and we got a great start with Connor Bedard. Running it back with trust the process. I love it. Um, I'm curious your thoughts just how you rate this Panthers team. It's like they're playing loose. They're having fun. They're playing with house money. Like what is your overall assessment with them? Well, yeah, that's what makes them a dangerous team. They have nothing to lose. You know, they weren't supposed to be Mm -hmm. here. They were not supposed to beat the Boston Bruins. They were not supposed to, you know, possibly sweep the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, And so that's a dangerous team. When you have nothing to lose, and like I said, everybody's, you know, they're all bought into Paul Maurice's system. It took forever for them to do it. But they're playing that cycle-heavy, you know, physical style, and they're getting the offense the right time, and they're getting great vintage uh, goaltending from uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. We haven't seen this side of him since he was in, you know, his Columbus and Philly days. So, uh, you know, when you have all that working together, it's a dangerous momentum. But I think Carolina might bring a little too much to the table for them to, I think the, the Cinderella riot might stop there, but they've had a, a hell of a run in, in the playoffs. The Canes are analytical darlings, and so we see to eye to eye as uh, far as that's concerned. Uh, going back to the NHL draft, I made it a point, Alex, not to have a camera on me in terms of my reaction to uh, to the overall draft. And so, uh, tough day <laughs> for the Ducks, uh, tough week, uh, <laughs> tough season uh, for Ducks fans, to say the least. Uh, but assuming they go with the favorite and they draft uh, Adam Fantilli, number two overall, uh what do you know about him to this point, and how much can the Ducks, uh, you know, add that offensive weapon and perhaps get back to being in playoff contention? You know, yeah, and everybody's getting lost in all the Bedard talk, but Adam Fantilli is talented. He's an electric player. I, you know, I'm a, a Gophers fan, live in Minnesota, so I watch a lot of Big Ten hockey, and I got to watch a lot of him at the Wolverines, and uh, he's going to be a talent. When you add him with Zegras and Terry and all those other pieces – you know, Anaheim's got something brewing. And once again, you know, it's that slow cooking process. But I think in due time, you know, I think one of the biggest things the Ducks will have to do, too, is make a change in goal. You know, John Gibson was arguably one of the best goaltenders in the world, but just been saddled into bad teams. And then he's starting to fall apart. He's getting hurt, not as consistent. I think moving him and getting another big-time goalie, along with having Fantilli and Zegers and Terry, now you have a core to build upon, and they can add some pieces. I think in a couple of years, we'll be talking about the Ducks as a dangerous team out of that Pacific Division and the Western Conference. All right, I, I have not gotten the audio yet because we're doing the show. I'll check it out during the break. But I did see the video clip of your reaction when the Blackhawks got the number one pick. A couple of uh, of friends of the network on there, Alex Moretto, also So Money, uh, terrific with NHL analytics and betting. Uh, your headphones went to fly in, 
and it looks like you chugged a beer. What beer was that? <laughs> That was, uh, that was a Dos Equis that I just had in the fridge there. Yeah, you probably can't play that audio anywhere because it's very not safe for okay. work. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but I did slam the whole beer, and uh, I was very excited. Yeah, the, the headphones came flying off, and, and it was just you know a great moment. I mean, like I said, you know, after watching a season of Peter Morazic and Anton Hudobin comes out of witness protection <laughs> and plays a couple of games, and, you know, you got Jackson Stauber, all these weird goalies, and all this just losing, it was nice to have a, something to cheer for positively with the Blackhawks. <laughs> Now, now, wait a minute. Chicago has a great, great beer selection. Some great microbreweries out there. Why are you going with Dos Equis? Well, I was in Minnesota at the time of that filming. So that, that was that was the day before. Now I'm back here in Chicago. And actually, I don't really drink that much beer. I actually got uh, some, some great liquor selections here uh, at the family house. So. Like, like Modelo is pretty good, though. God. <laughs> Always with Malort. <laughs> No, 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 no comment from Alex on the Malort. I, I get it. That's fine. <laughs> Alex Smith of the Ice Guys, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at AXSmithSports. This is BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we have our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight, coming up right here on the BetQL Network.